Hello, and welcome to the Headache Doctor Podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, your host. It's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication, thriving in everything that you want to do. This is our 100th podcast. We've been doing this uh, for, I believe, two and a half, three years now, and we've hit 100 podcasts, which is very exciting. And so what we're going to do is get very practical today. We're going to talk about daily habits that you may not realize are contributing to your headaches and migraines. Now, when we work with people virtually and in person, there are things that you are doing that you are likely doing that are going to contribute to neck tension, to the underlying tension that's causing your symptoms that you are not aware of. Now, we're going to talk about things that you might feel are insignificant or how can these be how can these be the cause or contributing to this debilitating pain that I have or this nausea or the dizziness um, because it's such an impactful thing on your life. But when our threshold is so low and, we are, and we're going through life with a level of tension that those two lines are right bumping up right next to each other, meaning if your threshold drops or if the level of tension increases, you're always kind of hanging out with your medication right beside you in your purse or in your car or wherever. Uh, because you're always on edge. You don't know when your next headache or migraine is going to strike. And there's little things throughout the day that everyone does. Everyone does these things for the most part. And, and we want to shed light on them so that you're aware and avoiding these things can actually be of, of great benefit to you as you're on this journey of trying to uh, conquer headaches and migraines and understanding as this neck issue that or tension or the jaw or shoulders or looking at posture, all these things. So the one principle that um, we want everyone to understand is that you, you want to move. Movement is medicine. The next posture is the best posture. So, so movement is the best thing. The principle that we live by here at Novera, which is our, our clinic, Novera Headache Center, is that movement, restoring movement, to, whether that's to specific joints, um, to the spine in general, to shoulders, looking at how shoulders function, to the jaw. Movement is what we look at. Movement is what we want to restore. And there's little things throughout the day that play into patterns in your body that are, are okay. It's okay to, for example, sit uh, with your weight shifted to one side uh, or your head cocked one direction. But the problem is that we do that over and over and we're in those positions for hours on end and we don't teach our body to move outside of those motions. So it's not as if poor posture has to be avoided at all costs. It's just that when we, when we sit and we're sedentary and we have poor posture, we're teaching our body to just stay in that one position, which is a big part of the problem. So we need to teach it to get out of that. So some of the daily habits we're going to hit on, we're just going to go down a list. All right. First off, um, driving position. So we all, well, most of us, maybe after COVID, post COVID, we're working from home. But if you have a commute and you're driving in Colorado Springs, it's probably about 15, 20 minutes that you're in the car heading to work or to school or dropping the kids off or whatever that looks like. So how you position yourself while you're driving, have your hands on the wheel, both hands on the wheel, 10 and two. 
you want to be symmetrical. You don't want to have this asymmetrical, um, let's say your, your left hand's on the wheel, your right hand's by your side, you're sort of like shifted uh, onto one hip, your left knee is kind of hitting the side uh, of resting on the door. That, that position, again, is okay for um, short periods of time, but when you sit in the car in a specific in a, in a speci- with a specific posture, and you do that over and over again, um, you're teaching your body to rest like that. And you're not teaching it to move like it wants to move. And so a better position, especially if, let's say, your neck problem has a lot to do with the atlas. So the head sits on the atlas. The head, the base of the skull sits on the atlas, the first bone in your neck. And it should move, shift a little bit, left to right, left to right. Every time you side bend, there should be a little bit of motion between the head and the first bone. A lot of people we see, their head will be kind of stuck, side bends, one way. And that atlas isn't able to shift back and forth like we want it to. Well, when you get in your car, if you drive with one hand on the wheel, you're going to be kind of shifted a little bit. And there, that will cater to a slight head tilt because you're your brain wants your visual input to be on this horizontal plane. And so your brain will correct the position of your head to relate to, you know, the, your field of vision around you. Um, but what that does is that'll impact the resting posture of your neck. So likely we're all kind of going through life with a little bit of a head tilt, just slightly, not much. Um, so how do you correct that is you sit with your weight evenly distributed, have both feet or sorry, have both um, hips, uh, weight evenly distributed. So you feel both hips on the seat. You feel, um, well, I mean, you're using the pedals obviously, but bring, bring the left knee in. So if it's resting on the, on the car door, bring it in. Um, and so you're, you're a little bit more uh, symmetrical as you're driving and then have your hands, uh, 10 and two or whatever the recommendation is, but both hands on the wheel, with your shoulders kind of relaxed, that way you're not catering to this uh, side shift while you're driving. In addition to that, let's continue with with positioning and posture. So when you're, let's say, at home at the end of the day, you want to you wanna watch a show, you want to read a book, you want to relax, you want to do something um, to, to just sort of unwind. Likely that's going to be on your couch. We all use our couches on the evening. Maybe you're just talking to friends or whatever that may look like. You People will get in trouble in the evenings because you're relaxing. Oftentimes we, we like to use the armrest on one side or the other, and we usually cater to one side of the couch. We like our one spot. We like our one position. It's a pattern we put ourselves in. It's probably a similar pattern to what you were sitting like in the car. And so you get home and again, maybe you shift onto your left hip and, and your left side is, is on the armrest. And then your head's kind of cocked uh, because when you're looking at the screen, when you're reading your book, when you're having a conversation, um, it's it feels more comfortable to have like your legs crossed, leaning to one side. Having your your legs crossed, this is going to, I mean, some of you might like, yeah, be like, there's no way that's going to change um, because everyone does it and it's very common. And I mean, we have, we have a lot of people that we see when they sit down, they just cross their legs. Like they don't know how to sit otherwise. But I'm telling you, if you can uncross your legs, you're actually going to do your hips and your spine a favor. And if you're dealing with frequent headaches and migraines, uh, that that slight shift is going to translate all the way up to your neck. And if your neck's not in good shape as it is, um, it's probably not going to be too happy 
when you're asking it to, to slightly shift because your, your legs are crossed. And so your weight is shifted onto one hip or the other. So try to uncross your, your knees, uncross your legs. Again, have both feet on the floor, feel the weight distributed through both hips. That might, you might need to even teach yourself to like use your right hip, like feel your right hip on the seat a little bit. I'm saying the right hip because typically people like to sit with their left hip and they don't even really feel their right unless they really think about it. Um, and that will cater to uh, an improved spinal, um, alignment. So you'll be in more of a neutral position, which your, your neck will thank you for. And whatever you're looking at, whether that's a book or a screen or someone else, um, face them, have your body positioned. So you're looking at them. You don't want it turned facing the TV. You don't necessarily want it, uh, them beside you, um, where your head is turned for prolonged periods. You, you want them to be in front of you. Our bodies, our necks, even if you have a tight neck, it's probably going to be okay. Meaning like you won't generate symptoms right away. Um, if, if you're just sitting and looking at someone with your head turned, but it, that will increase the level of tension. And again, you don't feel it right in that moment, but even like 10 minutes, 15 minutes or half hour, hour, however long you're sitting with your head turned, um, and this is why people don't think of this stuff is because it doesn't bother you right then it's later. It's that evening you start to get a headache and then you go to bed with a headache. Uh, or maybe you wake up the next morning and the headaches there wakes you up in the middle of the night. I have a lot of conversations about what does the evening look like now improving your sitting position in the evenings, having whatever you're looking at in front of you so that your, your head and spine can be in more of a neutral position. That's that's great. I mean, I'm not like saying you can't ever sit, but, um, when you're sitting, you just need to be aware of that. And then ideally, you know, let's, let's move a little bit. So, um, my wife and I like to go on walks in the evening. So we'll, we'll, we'll do walks, um, before bedtime. I mean, we do also, um, hang out on the couch and stuff, but, um, walking in the evening can be a great way to kind of unwind for the day and take big steps, move your arms, swing your arms, um, try to get some movement through your shoulders, um, through your, through your mid back, getting your spine moving, especially through your rib cage, swinging your arms, pumping your arms, almost as if you were power walking, but maybe just tone it back a little bit. And so you do want to walk with purpose. Oftentimes when people walk their, their right arm will be just hanging by their side. It's not swinging. And again, this right side tends to be sort of crunched up for people. So try to move, breathe, remember to breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, take deep breaths, get air into your lungs and go on a walk. Walking can be very therapeutic. If you're someone that hasn't exercised in a long time, exercise is not something you're used to, but you want to move, you want to be active. Maybe you're worried because you're not sure what exercise should look like and you might trigger a migraine. Walking is usually pretty safe. And so I want people to walk as much as, as much as you can and incorporate that into your daily routine as a habit. Maybe you, um, have the benefit of having a dog and you take the dog on a walk, or maybe you need to get a dog so that you can take the dog on a walk and it gets you more active and moving, uh, instead of naturally saying, Oh, I'm, I'm stressed. Um, you come home from work or, or maybe you, yeah, like, kids were, were draining that day or whatever it is that you just feel like you, you need a mental break, then, um, find that in, in walking. Don't necessarily find that in, um, just slumping down on the couch with your neck in a weird position because it will likely trigger or lead to 
um, increased tension, which then um, will play into the headache or migraine that you experience. And then sleeping position. So as you're going to bed, we've talked about sleeping position. Um, do not sleep on your stomach. That's across the board. Now, there are people that sleep on their stomach that don't get headaches and migraines. Um, but if you have headaches and migraines, you should not be sleeping on your stomach. Your head has to be turned. There's tension that'll build through your neck. Side sleeping can be okay. You just want to have a, a thicker pillow with typically it's memory foam, so it holds its shape. It's not going to shift like cotton pillows or down pillows. And then you want to be hugging a pillow and then have one in between your knees um, so that you're not going to rotate at all. So your legs are comfortable. You have a pillow in between them. There's not pressure from your knees touching. And you do want your knees um, together. I mean the pillow in between them, but you don't want one leg straight and one leg bent. You want your both legs bent. And then having maybe like a thicker, sometimes I tell people to use like a throw pillow for their top arm and that way their arm feels really supported. And if you can get in a very relaxed position with the pillows and side sleeping, then typically you won't be tossing and turning as much because the tossing and turning can come from your body trying to get comfortable. So maybe you fall asleep in a position you feel is comfortable. Um, but if your shoulder's not supported and there's stress that builds, you'll, you'll probably likely kind of wake up and shift a little bit. Back sleeping is good. Typically, people don't need as thick of a pillow. And so something relatively thin, maybe something with a little neck support so you get a little bit of a, a curvature in your neck can be helpful. Some of those contoured pillows are nice. But uh, back sleepers usually can get away with a thinner pillow, just like a standard cotton or down, as, uh, uh, unless you lie on your back and you rotate your head. Uh, so some people will turn their head when they lie on their back. And if that's the case... A contoured pillow that kind of keeps you in a neutral position can be helpful. So that's that sleeping position. That's also something to consider. That's probably a that's a big one. If you sleep on your stomach, it is very very important that you try to transition out of that. Now, one caveat with sleep position is we want you to sleep. We don't want you to do these things at all costs. So do do uh, transition to change these, making these changes, um, but prioritize sleep as well. So sometimes we have people that try to change pillows and they just can't sleep at all. And that's, that might be a worse situation because there is a lot of, um, our body's ability to manage pain is improved if we sleep at night. Uh, during the day, if you work from home, if you work in an office, really whatever you do, take regular breaks for movement. If you find yourself sedentary sitting often, well, I want you to uh, take little breaks, get up, move, walk around, do a few exercises that maybe I've told you to do, um, do a pec stretch, get on the foam roller. Um, if you like yoga, do some yoga stretches or just go on the walk like I was talking about, 10, 15 minutes um, and be intentional with moving your body. We get in trouble and, and we have a lot of like aches and pains in our body because we don't move. And uh, so our bodies. Yet it's it's yelling at us. It's telling us that it wants to move, and so let's let's give it that. Let's feed that desire to move. If you carry a, a purse or a backpack, um, this maybe is intuitive. If you're a parent and your child's going back to school, and you see them throw their backpack on, and they always hang it on their right shoulder or their left shoulder. Um, Get them to put both straps on and make sure their backpack is supportive. I don't, I don't know what the trend is nowadays in, uh, in schools as far as like what backpack is cool. But, um, if your child is having neck issues, headaches, migraines, 
uh, it's definitely important to make sure that they're not carrying any more load than they need, meaning can they keep books in their lockers? Is there a digital format? Uh, which I guess being in front of screen can be an issue. But when it comes to carrying their backpack to and from class, try to make that as light as possible, buy a good backpack, wear both straps. Purses, um, you know, they, they make they make backpacks, they make uh, like satchels that go uh, wear on the opposite shoulder, so it's kind of crossbody. Um, the wearing a purse on one shoulder and kind of hiking your shoulder up can really be uh, detrimental especially when we're going through this rehab process and we work on someone and then they're walking out and they, they throw their purse uh, over their shoulder. And I can tell like walking to the parking lot, they're just going to kind of play into the tension we just worked on reducing. And so try to be symmetrical in that as well. Uh, if you're always carrying a child on the same side, obviously you got to carry the child. Obviously you can't necessarily do it with both sides. So just switch sides. Uh, if you feel like you're in a habit of doing it on your right, do it on your left. And just think about how you can be more symmetrical throughout your day. How, how if you cater to the right, if you can cater to the left. Uh, we want to develop these movement patterns on both sides so that we just don't get in one stuck in one pattern. And uh, our body can compensate for a while. But if you're already struggling with headaches and migraines, it might be time to be intentional with, with getting outside of that. Uh, if you work at a computer, be aware of your – so your – Screen height should be at eye level. Um, the desk, I really like standing desks. Have the keyboard at a, in a position where your elbows can just be at 90 degrees, shoulders relaxed. If you if you do sit, um, sometimes it's good to have a little lumbar support because a lot of people will correct their posture by just like pulling their shoulders back. But actually, we want you to be relaxed when you're in a resting position, when you're resting posture. So instead of like actively pulling your shoulders back, sometimes it's good to get a little like lumbar support so that you get that correction through your low back. And then your your mid back and your shoulders are set up to to more rest in a neutral position rather than you having to, to pull them back. The the active so if you think about like what what's what's the best posture for me or what's the best position for my shoulders? I want you to squeeze your shoulders all the way back and then come halfway forward and then just relax. That's probably the best position for your shoulders. Same with the neck. If you kind of glide your head all the way back and then come halfway forward, that's likely going to be close to where you want to rest normally so that um, there's not added stress with gravity pulling down on you. And uh, yeah, so when, when you're setting up your, your desk position, it's probably like um, the, the screen height, keyboard height are the two big things. You don't want to be squinting, so make sure you know you're um, you can see your screen adequately. If you are squinting, you know, maybe you just need to change your prescription glasses or go see the optometrist. Um, cause if you're squinting, you're going to have to lean forward, which can also be, uh, detrimental to your neck. Um, standing. So just like sitting with standing, you want to have your, your weight distributed, distributed evenly. Oftentimes people like to rest on one hip uh, with their knee extended. So they're sort of resting on the ligaments within their hip and their knee. It's a very like passive way of standing. I'd rather people be a little bit more active. So un, so weight through both feet, have both feet um, distributing your weight evenly. Unlock your knees a little bit. Not like enough so people look at like, why are you standing weird? But just don't have them locked back. So just unlock them a little bit. 
um, feel kind of your core engage almost like, you know, if your glutes were going to be active, uh, sometimes that looks like a little bit of a, it's called a posterior pelvic tilt. Like you just, um, tuck your tailbone a touch, and that's going to be a better standing posture, more active, less stress through the hips and the spine and feel, feel the weight, feel the ground through your feet. Um, pay attention to, we oftentimes, so our left side might be more of our stable side. So maybe we stand more on our left and our right side will just kind of hang out. Um, challenge your right side every now and then just do single leg stance on your right side. See if it feels like your left side does and, uh, get your body to be okay with stability on both sides. Um, that's just a little, uh, tip and trick, um, in general and in, in looking at how, uh, these patterns and, and, um, from a stability aspect in the core and the hips, but yeah, all this stuff can play into the head and the neck as, as our spine is going to be supported by our hips and impacted by how we're standing other little things like, um, and we've talked about caffeine intake, but it's, it's more so like if you, if you drink a cup of coffee a day, that's fine. Like you don't need to change that. If you don't drink coffee, don't start drinking coffee. Just sort of do what you already do. If you have like if you're consuming three, four cups of coffee a day, I would I would attempt to dial that back. Um, two two cups a day is uh, is probably where I we'd stop. You know anything past that wouldn't be recommended. And uh, as far as caffeine intake, but uh, that's just sort of like continue what you've already been doing. Some people use caffeine to help mitigate or manage their their headaches or migraines. Um, meals. So continue on this track of food. Don't skip meals. Don't, uh, you know, try, try to have, um, yeah, don't put your body in a state of starvation oftentimes. And that might be intuitive for you. Oftentimes we have people that will unintentionally, you know, they're, they're on a trip, they're traveling, um, they're maybe at an amusement park or whatever, and they're just not, not able to get food at a, at a regular time, but don't wait too long to eat dinner. Don't skip breakfast. Try to have regular um, meals, unless of course, you know, we, with patients, um, they can be going down a, a more specific dietary plan to help reduce inflammation and things like that. But in general, just, just try to eat in moderation. Don't skip meals. Um, your body is, is needing that fuel. And so don't starve it of that. And, uh, so that's, that's, uh, that's kind of the general, like if, this is what I want your day to look like. Obviously there are specifics in like exercise, meaning, um, stretching foam roller. Um, I mean, in general, taking a walk, we talked about that drinking water and, but as far as like prescriptive exercise, that's when we want to come alongside people and really help them understand what specifically they might need to address, uh, sites of tension, whether that's like specifically in your shoulder uh, if we need to improve posture, uh, those areas in your neck, um, those specifics, we like to incorporate in, in the morning, in the evening, kind of like brush your teeth and floss, do a couple things for your neck. But this is how I want someone to think about their day. Like I want to be in your head as you're doing all these things. And as you sit down and you cross your legs in the evening and you start to lean on that armrest, I want you to think, oh, like Dr. Taves is in my head and I need to I need to uncross my legs. I need to sit with my weight evenly distributed. Um, when you're standing, I want you to think of the same stuff. When you when you go to bed at night and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna like 
I don't need to worry about that. Well, I'm telling you, all of this stuff will impact your headache and migraine experience. And I would not be surprised if you're someone that suffers with frequent migraines, if just making these changes and being aware of this wouldn't have, have positive impact. Um, if, if you make these changes and you do see positive impact and you're like, wow, like that was really helpful. I want you to reach out to us. We, um, we get people that reach out every now and then with like, Hey, I, I've never interacted with you, but I've just listened to your podcast or followed you on social media and, and it has helped. We love that. Um, that's very, uh, yeah, it's, it's impactful for us. We, cause we're passionate about what we do. So there you go. That is the hundredth episode. Very practical stuff. That's what I want your day to look like. That's how I want you to be thinking throughout your day. If you know someone with headaches and migraines that would benefit from this information, I want you to share it with them. I want you to send it to them. We want this information to get out to everyone with headaches and migraines so that they too can break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything they do. Thank you for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast.